Welcome to Life, Lessons, and Laughter with your host, Glenn Ambrose. Hello, everybody. Welcome, welcome. Welcome to the show. I'll babble for a couple minutes while everybody gets on. So how's everybody doing today? Give me a little hello, hello in the comments. Let me know who's watching. It's another Monday. And more stuff to talk about. Come on in and join me, everybody. So, yeah, just say hello when you um, when you log on. Oh, there's Nicole. Hi, Nicole. And I did get a glimpse of your message real quick about your show idea, and it sounds like a good one, so thank you. Um, talking about power struggles in relationships. So, yeah, I might have to do one on that soon. So, yeah. So, yeah. Now, Nicole, are you watching on my business Facebook page? My Glenn Ambrose Life Coaching Facebook page? I think that's where your comment was. So, I think that's probably where you're watching from. Yes. Hello, Cindy. So, we've got Nicole here saying hi. We've got Cindy saying hi. Yeah, as you guys... As you guys uh, come on, just say hi. So today, today I didn't know, you know, it's like most of what I do, it's a spur of the moment decision. Um, I'm trying to make it earlier in the day because um, the asking a question on Facebook and Instagram ahead of time is helpful. You know, it gives me some information to uh to go off of and some input from you guys so you know oh here comes everybody okay hey buddy what's happening thanks for joining and there's reina hey reina so so yeah you know i asked a question on facebook and i i just love getting the the answers ahead of time because you know it just i never know what direction i'm going to go in um, and the direction is determined by the, by you guys, by the, by the people that are watching, um, and what needs to be said and what needs to be heard and all that stuff. But, you know, getting some input ahead of time, it just, oh, every time I ask a question ahead of time and get some input, it starts popping up doorways for me to enter the subject into which i love it's like oh wow yeah i didn't even think of going in that doorway you know so so i asked the question earlier what does living consciously mean to you <laughs> and i asked that question consciously because i was like what does it mean to you not what is it because everybody has a different perspective um and then i i also asked what does unconscious living look like 
And I did that consciously as well because I wanted to, I, I wanted to not only get people's perspective on what it means to live consciously, but also to what it means to live unconsciously, you know, because I mean, a lot of times it's like anything we, we, we look at what is in our face the most often and what's in our face the most often, especially in the last five or 10 years is consciousness. You know, everybody's teaching mindfulness and consciousness and being in the moment and, and presence and, and all this stuff. And it's all the same thing. Um, different words, same thing, but they're all, you know, they're all teaching consciousness. So a lot of people are starting to develop their own uh, definitions of what consciousness is. So it, it really didn't surprise me that I got more, well, in a way it did surprise me because I didn't think of it. Um, but once I saw it, I was like, oh yes, of course. Of course, I got more detailed answers with what it what is consciousness to you as opposed to what is unconsciousness, you know, because we think about that more because it's it's talked about more often. You know, how do you become more conscious? Let's become more conscious. What is consciousness? What does consciousness look like? Those are all the conversations. You know, there's not a lot of conversations about what is unconsciousness. You know, and to be honest with you, even though I hadn't phrased it like that in my head, energetically, conceptually, that was how I came to this idea for the show. It was more about unconsciousness than it was consciousness. Um, and then getting the feedback from you guys helped clarify why, <laughs> you know, why, why it was more directed in that. And Sarah's joined us. Hey, Sarah. Thank you. Thank you for saying hi. Thank you for joining us. Um, so, yeah, I think I really want to talk about unconsciousness more um, probably than consciousness. But um, so I think what I'm going to do is I'm just going to touch on unconsciousness for a moment just to kind of plant the seed. And then I'm going to go through consciousness just a little bit and then have that bleed into the unconsciousness. And, you know, probably that very well could take up the majority of the of the show, depending on how the energy flows. Man, this is all a guess. I don't actually know how it's going to go. But un the reason I want to talk about unconsciousness is because when you're teaching spirituality or when you're learning spirituality or um, self-awareness, um, you know, whatever you want to call it, you know, how to be living more optimistically or positively. I don't, it doesn't matter what you call it. It's just when you're trying to better your life um, in some way, that's spiritual work. So whether you call it that or not, and we use terminology and this is the problem with the terminology because the terminology can never actually express what you're trying to express. So this is one of the hurdles that I needed to overcome being a spiritual teacher is because like you have to understand that you can't explain what you're trying to explain. Like that's spiritual teacher 101. Like there are no words to explain what you're trying to explain. 
you there are no words to teach what you're trying to teach so you have like i needed to swallow that right off the bat you know and, and tole says this as well as a lot of things very nicely he says you know words are, are signposts they're pointers towards something but they're not it like that's it's not actually it when i you know i can't act accurately describe the mysteries of the universe like it, it's just too big so we can never specifically identify it um it's just you know what we're doing is we're just using words as pointers towards it and then when something clicks inside of you it's more conceptually when you really get something that click inside of you that you actually get it more conceptually and sometimes you can tell this by like when when you actually get something especially if you get it conceptually first because there's three basic ways that we go through i did a podcast on this before too there's three basic aspects of learning something spiritual here on this earth there's intellectual that's understanding it there's conceptual that's getting it in here you know in your body and then there's physical action there's living it you know we can understand something fully as a concept within our body and we can understand it intellectually but until we go out into the world and live it it doesn't really change our physical vibration it's just a theory you know so living in accordance with these concepts is what really changes us so if you get and and you can get sometimes you get things intellectually then conceptually and then you live it physically sometimes you take a act kind of out of nowhere sometimes it's an inspired action uh sometimes it seems like it's an accidental action which it never is but and then all of a sudden the concept and the intellectual understanding can come later or you can get some things conceptually first and then you understand them later and then you live them later so it can come in any order um, so sometimes we get some things conceptually first, even before we fully understand it intellectually. And we go to explain it to somebody and we go, oh, yes, I know. I, I, I get it. It's um, and there are no words like you have no idea even how to begin to explain it. That is that's because you can't truly explain something that's spiritual, uh, a spiritual concept, you know so this is the hurdle that we have to get over right off the bat is we have to understand as we're walking this journey and one of the reasons i'm doing this is to try to minimize judgment around this because terminology does not accurately describe things and yet we need to use terminology to teach and express things with one another there's going to be problems with that because it's not a perfect formula now you know if we have the ability to send ideas you know telepathically and just communicate without words you know which um, you know at some point in the future i believe we probably will communicate that way we'll just in you know send concepts to one another and it'll just be so much clearer than trying to explain things through words you know that's going to be fine but we're not there yet so so it, you know until that time we need to use the words and this is what gave me the idea is because we use we use words to we say oh i'm uh you know i'm trying to live consciously and then well then you have to understand what unconscious is 
So then, you know, a lot of times if, if you're trying to live consciously and an example of unconscious living is what the majority of people on earth are still doing, sometimes we'll use that as an example, like, oh, okay, you know, most people are unconscious and they're doing it this way. We're trying to live consciously. So that looks this way. Okay. So this is a lot of the type of talking that, that, that flows through spiritual teaching and stuff. When you're trying to make a point, it's helpful to understand what you don't want to understand what you do want. And, to, and, and, um, th that turns up the contrast between the two sides and it makes it clearer. That's what contrast does is it makes things clearer. So if you can say like, this is unconsciousness and then this is consciousness, you just increase the contrast and made it easier to understand and comprehend. So in this doing, in the, these conversations, what happens is people start thinking that you're, it leads to judgment sometimes. And people think that you're judging people because you're calling them, them unconscious. And you go, oh, the conscious people are good and the unconscious people are bad. And that's not the case. That's, the, that's not the implication in anybody that's, living consciously or talking consciously or trying to live in awake awakened reality that's not what they're saying they're not saying unconscious people are bad and conscious people are good that's not it has nothing to do with good and bad it just has to do with factually unconscious and conscious that's all it's it's just and it sounds bad because unconscious people do things unconsciously they're not aware of what they're doing fully you know i mean of course everybody most people are unconscious so you if you look at three quarters of the people walking down the street they're unconscious and 25 percent could be conscious you know and i'm making up these numbers but if you see a hundred people walking down the street and three quarters of them are unconscious and a quarter of them are conscious, it doesn't mean that there's 25% good people and 75% bad people. It doesn't mean that 75% of the bad of the unconscious or all of the unconscious people are, are, are walking wrong. <laughs> like, you know, it doesn't matter or, or they make stupid decisions in their lives all the time. Like that's not what it means. It just means they're not aware. They're not fully aware. Are they aware? Yeah, they're aware. I mean, you know, that they're, they're conscious in the way that they're awake, like they're not sleeping. Right. So, of course, they, they make decisions and they go, oh, OK, you know, what would better my life? Well, I should take the the promotion that was offered to me because I'll make more money. And, you know, that has the possibility of enhancing my life. Oh, OK, I'll do that. Well, that's unconscious thinking. Now, it's, you know, in the way that we use it in spiritual teaching or self-development, personal development, that, that's unconscious thinking. Because actually, if you look at money, like the most promotions have like a 10 to 20 percent pay increase, which is not much. And they usually add more like you know, 30% responsibility. So the trade-off isn't usually really good. And there is a dramatic rise in happiness 
when somebody has zero money that like they literally cannot eat and when their basic needs are met. So let's just say that is completely broke and cannot eat to, you know, whatever you're making $40,000 a year. We'll just throw a number out there. Um, so your basic needs are met. You can have a roof over your head, you know, after that, how much your happiness increases based on your finances is very, very minimal, very minimal, oftentimes non-existent. And it oftentimes even goes backwards. So if you're not aware of that, you're not making a conscious decision because you're not fully conscious of the decision you're making. Okay. So this is what is meant by consciousness. So you're like, oh, okay, well, wait a minute. It isn't going to make me happier probably because the pay increase really isn't that much. It's not going to change my lifestyle that much. And I'm actually adding more responsibility and stress and, and the, the, the pay increase isn't worth it. And actually, I like my job that I'm doing now. It brings me joy to go in and do it every day. And the promotion I'm taking has different job responsibilities. And even though it's in the same field, I like those responsibilities less. Like a lot of people that are good at doing their job aren't good at managing people. And that's a lot of what promotions are. They go from, oh, you're really good at doing. We're going to promote you to manage everybody else that's doing. And that, 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 you know, so it doesn't make conscious sense to take somebody that is good at doing and to assume that they're gonna, going to be good at managing people, which is completely different capabilities and personalities, right? So this is, you know, these are just some of the, the, the aspects of consciousness and unconsciousness. So it's, you know, it's just factual. You're just not looking at the reality of how this is going to impact your life because you're not even aware of it because nobody really taught us how to live consciously. We've been taught how to live unconsciously since we were born. You know, I mean, look at the, look at how many people are on the planet. And, you know, I mean, of course I grew up in the United States. So, you know, by the time, I, you know, I graduated high school in 86. By the time I graduated high school, college was in full push. You know, maybe a generation before, not everybody went to college, but it was starting to get pretty important. By my generation, almost everybody went to college. You know, it was really pushed because it's society. What does society say? Society says you go to school, you should get good grades, then you go to college and you get good grades there, and you go to the biggest college possible because that's really impressive and big companies will hire you for big money. And then you get your job after that, and somewhere along the way you meet your wife, you know, you have 2.3 kids, uh, a dog named Spot and a white picket fence, and you're happy. Congratulations. That's the American dream. You live it. Woohoo. And basically, if you look at what society is doing and how they make their decisions, it's in alignment with that. Most people make decisions based in alignment with what society is telling them you're supposed to do. And that's unconscious because, you know, we live in a society where, I mean, just, and you got to constantly step back and gain perspective with these things. It's nothing personal. 
It's not personal and it's not judgmental. It's facts. The fact is, is the reason that we have war on this planet is because most people are unconscious. That's why. That's why we have war. Because killing another human being is against not only nature, but every religion and spiritual belief system on the planet. It goes against it. And every uh, religion has killed in the name of their God that says thou shall not kill. So that's literally does not make sense. It's not a judgmental call. It just doesn't make sense. It's, it's unconscious behavior, you know? So this is so like, you know, if, if, if you, if you take what I just said and put it into a judgmental perspective, and I'm doing this to, to try to make a point to try to show us how not to be judgmental. But if you put it into a judgmental perspective, then the, the unconscious follow through with what I just said, says that when I talk about unconscious people, um, they're bad, they cause war, and I'm good, and I'm better than them, and I don't cause war because I'm not living unconsciously. So that th this is what our ego does, is it, try it automatically tries to create separation between me and whatever the hell I'm talking about. And we are all one. We are all one. So there is no separation. The unconscious people and the conscious people make up the, the collective energy field here on Earth. We're all in this together. Now, do I personally believe that making decisions consciously where I go, okay, so the government that I don't really know what's going on behind the scenes there and what their interests are. And if I look at history, they've really been out for themselves as opposed to me. And I'm going to say, they're telling me that I should grab a gun and go over to a different country and kill somebody that I've never met and that probably has a family of their own, and I'm supposed to leave my family, go over to their family, go over where they live, and then kill them because the government tells me I should, and it's for my own safety and protection. Yeah, I, I'm just not going to kill people because I don't think killing people is good. The rest is just noise. Like the rest is, yeah, but, yeah, but stories and, and unconscious blah, 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 manipulation. I'm just not going to go kill anybody. That would be the natural conclusion of most people. Because most people are good. Most people, most people are not sitting around trying to figure out how to kill somebody else. And yet we do it by the millions every year. That's unconscious behavior. But it, it just is. There's no, this is the world we live in. It's not, I, uh, you know, we don't have to get upset and, 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 and start blaming and pointing fingers every time there's something we, something we don't like. You know, and this is where we start veering off. It's like, do, do I like that there's a bunch of people making decisions that I think are detrimental to themselves and a society? Well, no, I don't really like it, but I understand that that's the reality in which we live in. And I'm not resisting it. It's okay. It's okay. They, they can't affect me. They can't wreck my life. And this is, so this leads into, back into consciousness. Like, unconscious people, can they, you know, because of making decisions unconsciously 
and therefore unhealthy things happen on this planet, yeah, that, that, that's unfortunate and it's not the best and all that stuff, whatever. It doesn't have to affect my existence here. I mean, there's been people on this planet for tens of thousands of years that have lived pretty happy existences most of their lives. And we've had unconsciousness running the world all these years. This is nothing new, <laughs> you know? So like you can still, we are masters of our own dom domain. We have way more control over our reality than we, than we think we do. When I was drinking, you know, I was a very angry person inside like on the outside most people i i got a i think i got <laughs> i you know this could be my own warped perspective but i had tons of friends i think i got along with most people you know i mean if something happened that pissed me off well then you know there was probably there's a good chance that there might be a fight that incurred you know and and that i'm not proud of um but but for the most part i got along with most people but I was completely unconscious and I was, I was not making good decisions and I was detrimental, but I was still a good person inside. So it's, you know, back then I found every angry person on the planet. If, if there was, if we went to a party, a big enough party where other schools came, especially, or we went to a different school um, or out of town somewhere, if there was a person in that school or that city that was as angry inside as I was, we found each other in the first half hour of the party every time. I mean, we'd just be sitting there drinking, having a few beers, and then all of a sudden they'd be like, you just bump into somebody. You turn around, look at them. And that one look in the eye, you know, like anger recognizes anger. You just look at that person and you go, oh, you're a, you're the one. Let's go, you know, and you'd be outside fighting. That's what it is. We attract that vibration I was at. If there was anybody angry within miles of me, we were going to bump into each other. Now, then I woke up spiritually almost 18 years ago now. I haven't been in one fight. I haven't even come close to getting in fights. Why? Because I'm not vibrating at that. I don't do that. You know, all kinds of people stole from me. Nobody steals from me. Why? I'm not in those circles. People talked bad about me and I would confront them and, argue with them and then sometimes they'd stay in my life for years in one way shape or form and there would be drama every once in a while there's no drama in my life and I, I i'm not running around cutting people out of my life all the time it's just i just don't put energy towards things that have drama to them i just kind of yeah well, drama's over there i just kind of look over here you know, I just look off in the other direction, walk, talk to somebody different, whatever. And, and the people who are filled with drama aren't getting the food that they want. So they just, I just don't find them in my life. Like I said, I don't cut them out of my life. I just, 
they're just not really there. You know, and then sometimes like, you know, I'll see somebody a few times or something. Then all of a sudden, like six months later or a year later or three years later, I'll be like, I, you know, remember maybe somebody will bring it up in conversation or I'll just think about them. Remember meeting that person? I wonder whatever happened to them. Yeah, that was weird. I just, you know, I saw them that those few times there in that little period of time. And, you know, there seemed to be a little bit of drama there or whatever, but I mean, it wasn't a big deal. And then they just, I just never saw them again. You know, I was in the same town. I, I hung out with the same people. I just kind of never saw them again. That's weird. That's how it happens. Is, you know, our vibe attracts our tribe. And uh, Lisa just kind of reminded me of that. She said, hey, Glenn good vibes that just remind me of that saying yeah our vibe attracts our tribe you know uh, and margie says hi thanks for joining us margie so it's you know this is we can live a very highly satisfactory existence amongst a a um society that is largely unconscious just unconscious because they're not aware of our way of thinking, you know, and you can change the word. Well, um, I'm spiritual and they're not. Sometimes people like that better because they're like, oh, okay, you know, you live spiritual principles, so it's, it's a specific way of thinking, and this person doesn't, so that's good. Conscious and unconscious makes me think that one is good and one is bad. Right. So this is why I'm having this conversation to shine some light on this and get you guys and, and please uh, make some comments. Uh, let me know what you think. So I can expand on this stuff. But this is I'm trying to show that consciousness and I'm going to go to some of the comments now. Um, consciousness, you know, um, Tony says it's like eating healthy, exercise regular, and stay positive along with my daily meditation. But I am unlike other people where I don't get caught up in things that do not matter to me. And that's really interesting because it kind of, you know, from my perspective, it dances around and it doesn't really state what consciousness is that clearly. But then that last sentence ties it in and it does. You know, this is kind of like a Buddhist philosophy. When you say what it isn't, whatever's left over is what it is. And that oftentimes is a better way of speaking. That's why Buddhists do it, because they know they can't have words to accurately describe it. But if they say what it isn't, and then it's implied that it's what's left over, that's a good way of doing it. And this is what Tony did, in my opinion, here, because, you know, I know Tony and and he he does he's got a very unique personality he always has since i knew him in school it's like he just he just has this joy about him that you know i'm sure he has his ups and downs in life but for the most part he just has this joy about him that that's the most important thing is his joy and then when something comes in it goes oh yeah but your car's smashed up and he's like yeah and it's He's so good at it that he's like, yeah, but it's just a car. Whereas like some people have to work to get, you know, they have to work three weeks to stop being pissed off that their car is smashed. Tony can kind of like go there right away, you know, because he's been living like this a long time. Um, 
and I'm just going to leave out the rest of the names, but um, conscious living is the awareness of your environment and thinking process. Yeah. Unconscious living is how you think after receiving a powerful uppercut from Mike Tyson. Well, that's one way of unconsciousness, but of course not what we're talking about, but yeah. Conscious living is the awareness of your thoughts, the feelings and beliefs behind them and seeing how you consciously created the experiences you are living. Now that's starting to get deep into a, a fuller explanation of what conscious living is. Awareness of your thoughts, the feelings and beliefs behind those thoughts. You know how I was talking earlier about people not under making decisions with not without understanding their full thought process and even understanding their feelings or where the beliefs behind them came from, right? So this is touching on that and seeing how you consciously created the experience you experiences you are living. Yeah, that's, and we are creating the experiences. And I started touching on that. Maybe one podcast, I'll go really deeply into that because that's popping up a lot. Now, we are expanding tremendously as spiritual beings and we are, it's becoming more and more obvious that we are creating our, the experiences that we are having here. And it's, it's getting very, very, yeah, it's getting more and more apparent. Um, in conscious living, you are empowered and recognize your participation in your daily experiences. Microcosm as a creator. So you're creating your own personal experiences in the microcosm and how you are also creating in the macrocosm of our world and the universe. So, yeah. So, you know, how I'm creating my own experiences as well as how I am one connected to everything and everyone in the macrocosm. And my actions are affecting that vibration as well. Nice. And that was uh, that was D. It was good stuff. I want to shout out the name. I never know who wants their name mentioned, you know. Um, conscious is being in the moment of self-awareness. Yeah, being in the moment is another way of being conscious. Self-awareness is, yeah, you're self-aware when you're in the moment. So those three things are kind of the same thing. Consciousness is being in the moment. Yes, that's consciousness of self-awareness. Yes, being very self-aware is being in the moment, and it's also consciousness. So yes, th those are all three aspects of it. I only know I'm conscious when I'm sleeping exactly why I'm doing this show, you know, because it's the, we don't think enough about the unconscious aspect of things. You know, what is unconsciousness? <clears throat> you know, we just go, Oh, I'm trying, I'm trying to be more conscious. Well, how are you going to know whether you're unconscious or whether you're conscious, if you don't have a clear understanding of what unconscious behavior is, if you don't know when you're unconscious, I mean, when you're, so here's another tricky point. When you're unconscious, you're not going to know you're unconscious until you become conscious. Okay. So if somebody's unconscious, they can't know that they're unconscious. It's literally impossible. That's part of unconsciousness, <laughs> right? But the moment you go, 
oh my God, I'm unconscious. Or you actually technically should be saying, oh my God, I was unconscious. (laughs) Because that moment you recognize it, you're conscious. So, So when you recognize that you've been unconscious, in that moment, you're already conscious. So, you know, which is good. And we need to celebrate that. A lot of times during this, this um, journey, people get that they, they, they we're in the habit of beating the crap out of ourselves. So what happens is when people are trying to be more mindful and more conscious, most often when they start understanding them, this, when they recognize, oh, I, I'm unconscious or I've been unconscious, they go, oh, crap, I can't believe I fell back into unconsciousness. Oh, what an idiot. I'm such a moron. I can't believe that. Now, that's the exact opposite way that we need to be going. We have to, what we need to do is we need to celebrate that we just recognize that we're unconscious. That means we're conscious. So we celebrate the fact that we recognized it celebrate the fact that we're conscious in that moment. And if we do that, that's how we build. We have to stop kicking ourselves in the ass and start patting ourselves on the back. It's only about a 12 inch difference. <laughs> you know. So stop kicking yourself in the ass and start patting yourself on the back. Stop beating yourself up for when you're when you're recognizing that you weren't conscious. We all slip into unconsciousness. All of us. I mean, you know, it's it, it, this is and if we're thinking that the only time we experience unconsciousness is when we're sleeping or when Mike Tyson punches us, then we're not aware of what unconsciousness is because we're on. I mean, I slip into unconsciousness regularly. It happens. I mean, it's you know, I mean, I, I think I'm more conscious than I am unconscious at this stage. But I've been doing this for many years and I, I slip into unconsciousness on a fairly regular basis. It happens. You know, sometimes it's for 30 seconds. Sometimes it's for three hours. Sometimes it's for three days, you know, <laughs> but it happens. And it's, you know, so if you're beating yourself up every time it happens, you're, you're, you're slowing your growth because judgment and feeling bad about yourself slows your growth. So what we need to do is support ourselves in that growth. You know, yeah, hey, good. All right, I'm not I'm not unconscious now. I recognized it. Good. Good. Uh, let's see comments. Sarah says, "I feel like consciousness comes from intentionally sitting with the universe daily." Yeah, that definitely expands your consciousness. You know, practice. It's like anything else. You know, what do you, what do you want in your life? Which this is re- uh, one of the ways that I like to teach it too. It's, you know, we go, oh, I'm really trying to work on myself. How? Well, I'm trying to be a better person. How? Well, I'm trying to pay attention to what I'm doing. How? Well, you know, I just kind of like. There's no. And I'm not saying that that is not good. That's good, too. Just having an idea that you might want to be a better person is good. It's a step in the right direction. But happiness, contentment, peace, love, is there anything more important than that? Anything? There isn't. There is literally nothing in existence more important than your own peace, love, and happiness. Because no matter what you think is more important 
you can have that and it doesn't mean crap if you don't have the happiness peace and love you can be rich okay so now you're rich and miserable and suicidal i guess rich really isn't that important oh i'm not rich but i'm happy oh okay well that seems like a pretty good existence to be walking around i'm happy and i'm rich oh that's wonderful too but happy rich and not happy sucks rich and happy good poor and happy good see <laughs> so like any happy is number one you know and i mean a deep contented spiritual happiness not like oh my god i'm freaking happy all the time no that's not sustainable that's just fleeting and it's fun for moments but that I'm, I'm talking about a deep contented loving peaceful happiness that you can carry through and when when a loved one dies your heart hurts and you cry but you still have this baseline of peace and, and happiness underneath where you know that everything's okay you are loved that's what i'm talking about that baseline that's what we need that's what we all seek and if we don't have it nothing is more important so why don't we put more energy into it why don't we even know how to put words to what it is when we're not experiencing it because that's basically what unconsciousness does you cannot be deeply contented and have no consciousness you can't you can be ignorant you can be you know blissfully happy you can be floating around and and sometimes that's what it looks like when you're deeply contented so some people like if you're one of those people that is happy most of the time but you don't consider yourself spiritual you're probably just not using the same words because if you're if you're peaceful and happy most of the time you're actually living spiritually by the definition of what spirituality is you maybe you just don't like the term spirituality you have a negative uh context to what it means or something whatever but that's that's what i'm talking about like it's just a feeling i don't give a crap how you get it i don't care if religion brings it to you spirituality brings it to you self-help books bring it to you meditation brings it to you petting a dog going for a run uh sitting in nature i don't care how you get it if you're sitting there and putting attention to what is so if i'm just sitting here what and i and i look out the window and see a palm tree if i label it as a palm tree it's just a tree if i just connect to the essence of it it's much more broad than that and now i can feel a connection with everything so like if you go out at night and you look up into the sky most people look at the stars don't look at the stars look at the space in between the stars every once in a while just the the nothingness and if you pay attention to how you feel on your body most people feel this expansion within them they feel this when they look up into the so-called nothingness it helps us connect with everything that is it's it, it like we we just feel this um contented peace within us like ah uh, it's the concept that we're all one we can feel that 
that's consciousness. You know, when I meditate, I don't worry about slowing my mind down because that's close to impossible a lot of days. What I do is I pay attention to how I feel. How I feel tells me whether I'm connected. But that's kind of how I am. Not everybody's like that. You know, I'm more feeling. I feel when I'm talking, when I'm, when I'm speaking truth. I can feel where, when I'm lost a little bit. I feel when, I, I, I just feel a lot. That's how I interact with the universe is through feeling. You know, that's my natural way of communication with the universe. So, so since that, I'm naturally good at that for some reason. That's what I do. You know, and other people hear more, you know, audio clairvoyant, you know, all these, these different ways of connecting. So that is when we're conscious, when we're unconscious is when we don't a sign that you're unconscious is when you're upset. You know, that, that was one like overwhelming or overarching mentality that has helped me is when I'm sitting there going like, whoops, I moved my camera. Um, when like, it, especially if I'm in bad space or something and I'm trying to get back into good space, I'll just kind of, I'll, I'll set these general overall statements that are very simple and I can just focus on. So one is if I'm ever feeling anything that is unpleasurable, then I'm looking at it wrong. My perspective needs to shift. So what that does is if I'm experiencing something uncomfortable, then most of the time it's because I'm unconscious most of the time. I mean, like I said, sometimes if, you know, if somebody close to me passed away and there's sadness, well, that, that I could be conscious and being experiencing sadness, but it only lasts a certain period of time and I can process it and blah, blah, blah. I'm talking about a, most of the daily times when I'm not feeling peaceful. If I'm not feeling peaceful as a general rule, other than those unique conscious times, um, that means I'm unconscious. That means I'm looking at something wrong. So I slow down and see how I can look at whatever is upsetting me in a different way. Usually that, that leans in the direction of accepting the reality of the situation that I'm in because resistance causes most of the suffering. So once I accept the reality, and it's like, oh, okay, it just is. It just is. I, I, I don't necessarily like it, but it's the reality and it just is. So I accept it. Now all of a sudden that resistance is gone and I'm not experiencing these uncomfortable emotions. You see? So this, these are the, we need to put energy into becoming more conscious. We need to develop ways of becoming more conscious. We need to understand that if you're looking at, at the world like there's no hope you're you're looking at it unconsciously if you're looking at your life like you're a victim of it you're unconscious like there there is love there is peace there is hope there is joy on this planet and the way we connect with it and bring it into our experience is through being conscious by living consciously so if they're not living that way, 
there is levels of unconsciousness in your life. And we have to let go of the stories. We can't point the finger and go, yes, but um, the government passes stupid laws and there's a meatball in the presidency for the last four years, or there's a meatball in the presidency these four years, or um, there's a COVID crisis on the planet, or that like all that stuff is just stories. Like do what, if, if you want to do something toward to, to try to shift one of those stories, then by all means, go ahead and do it. But sitting around allowing it to make your life miserable is not benefiting the situation. It's not changing a damn thing. This is why we've been unconscious for so many years is because we're sitting around going, oh, oh, like we're victims of life and we're not victims of life. If you want to take action in a particular area, go ahead, take action, but take action out of love. The reason nothing ever gets done in politics is because there's two angry people yelling at each other, two angry groups yelling at each other. How the hell is anything ever going to get fixed like that? You know, do you, does anybody know of a couple that argues all the time? Do they have a good relationship? No, they argue all the time. Do they work through their problems well? No, they're always arguing. Yeah, that's because arguing is not a way of solving problems. That's not how problems get solved. And <laughs> so stop it. Stop it and just connect to your peace first. Be the change you wish to see. Become conscious in your life. Find peace in your heart. Don't go, oh, well, we have to fix COVID and we have to fix uh, the political problems and there's children starving in Africa and we have to fix that. And if I try to take care of myself before any of that is fixed, then I'm selfish. No, you're part of the problem. Fix yourself. Then take, your, take the, all that good loving energy and bring it into these situations. Bring good loving energy, not anger or arguing energy. Don't try to fix the world. Just try to fix you. If there's, you know, when, if we just had people focus on themselves, everybody thinks that something external needs to change for them to be happy. And it's backwards. We need to be happy. This is, this is the thing that, you know, you, you want to live in a peaceful world. You want wars to stop. You want everybody to be fed. Do you want political idiots out of office? You want any of that stuff? I'll tell you how to get it. Become more conscious. Meditate. Work on yourself. Create your own peaceful, loving inner environment. Because that's how change actually happens. When a large group of people on the planet and society start vibrating at a different rate, they put up with different stuff. This is how everything has changed. This is how uh, everything changed in India with Gandhi. This is how things changed with, um, with slaves in the United States. This is um, the, the women's movement in the United States. You know, of course, I grew up there, so I'm a little more aware of the, those aspects. But large social change happens not on the surface where people, what draws your attention. You know, we're so addicted to our sensory perceptions. Oh, I see somebody talking at a podium. They changed the world. No, they didn't. Uh, oh, there's a big group of a million people standing behind them. They changed the world. No, they did not. Like, that's not what changes the world. Collective consciousness changes the world. Do you want to why, know why 
um, the women's rights and the equal rights and all this stuff happened around the world in all these different ways of social change because enough people were looking at it inside themselves. Most of them didn't even speak it out loud for fear of pros prosecution and everything else. So most of the, it was just their internal thing going, yeah, that ain't right. I can't understand. Like it just doesn't, there's something inside of me that goes slave enslaving another group of people because of their color of their skin just isn't right. It just, it just, ah, I just can't make sense of that inside of me. It's just not right. More people thought like that than people thought it was right. That's mass consciousness. That bleeds into action. That supports the people on the top that are making the things pass. Though That's the energy in which the person standing at the podium is actually tapping into and speaking about. Large social change happens when large social consciousness changes. So work on your own consciousness. You know, bring more peace and love into your life. If you can't, you know, there, there's a saying, if you can't love yourself, how can you love somebody else? There's a lot of truth to that. And this is what it's, it, everything starts inside. All work is self-work. You take care of yourself. The external will take care of itself. It will start shifting. You will have less, and I'll use this for Nicole, meatball. Sorry, that was funny, her comment. There'll be less meatballs in your life if you work on your inner self. Less meatballs will be attracted to you. Less negative people, less, uh, less drama. You're going to live a happier existence. This is what I'm talking about. We have to change within ourselves. And then we start, you know, we start treating people differently, our friends, our neighbors, our family, and some of them we lose because they can't understand it. And some of them get closer. And then some of them stay at bay for a little while to see if this is really true. And then a year later, they start asking questions and then they expand. This is how consciousness expands. It feeds off of one another. You know, be a bonfire. This is how I try to picture myself as a bonfire. Maybe it was all my years of partying in the woods as a kid. <laughs> Good memories. Throw another log in the fire, man. Shine brightly within. You don't have to go out there and change the world. You change your inner world and shine brighter and brighter and brighter and brighter. And the heat is love. And you can reach more people with the love. And the brightness is the light. That's also the love. And more people can see it from further away, the brighter you burn and are attracted to it for its warmth and its good feeling. Hey, what's going on over there? If we give people the choice between love and hate, they're going to choose love. So let's give them that choice. They're in a world filled with hate and they can't see any other choices. So be that other choice, be that bonfire, be that lantern in a window. You know, give them a choice. Be the love that you want to see in this world. Be it. And, and it will expand. And your life is going to expand first. You know, you're going to be experiencing the consciousness and the joy. And it's okay that other people are unconscious. It's okay. It's not a judgment. People have been unconscious for thousands of years. They're probably going to be unconscious for a while. Although this, this spiritual shift is happening fast. But... 
<clears throat> but unconscious people are going to be around for a while. So it's, it's fine. They, they, they're, they're, you know, unconsciousness is not stronger than consciousness. Consciousness is much stronger and you don't need everybody else to, 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 to be healthy, to live a healthy life. So I think that's it. You know, I think do yourselves a little favor and dive into researching what unconsciousness is a little bit. And you might have to dive into learning what consciousness is a little bit better, a little bit more, because a lot of the books, you know, there's probably not a lot of books or, or podcasts on unconsciousness. So you might need to listen to what consciousness is, but as, but listen consciously. You Be aware of what you're listening to and why you're listening to it. And you, if you listen to it like that, what you can do is be like, okay, I'll contemplate this. I'll play with this. I'll take these words and say, well, if this is what consciousness is, then maybe the absence of this is what unconsciousness is. What does that look like? What does the absence of this look like? How would people act? You know? And then we have to be sure we don't slip into spiritual snobbery and start judging people that are unconscious. They, it, it's just factual. They're just not aware of what they're doing. Not bad. And I don't think I'm better than them. And you shouldn't either. We're not better than anybody else. We're all the same. We're all one. One is not better than the other. It just is. You know, I'm working towards more love. It's okay. You know, hopefully they will too. If they don't, it's not my business. We're not supposed to all be doing the same things and we're not all supposed to agree. It's never happened on the planet ever before. And for some reason, we have this idea that we're all supposed to agree and be heading in the same direction and all that crap. Baloney. Never. It's never going to happen. You know, I live up here in community with four other people. We don't, our spirituality has been, has been come to, experienced, learned, and lived in five different ways between the five of us. And that's what the beauty of it is. It's wonderful. As long as we don't think we're supposed to see things the same. And we go, well, I see it this way. Well, I see it that way. Oh, cool. <laughs> Not going to change my way. I like my way. But it's interesting that you look at it that way. Neat. You know, so this is how we're supposed to live in community. This is why community is so important. Acceptance of one another. Um, so let's drop the judgmental stuff. Understand that just because people are using, especially in spirituality, spiritual teaching and stuff, just because people are using terms to, to, to try to make a point where one group of people is here and another group of people is here, or one way of living is here and another way of living is here, doesn't mean that one is good or bad. You got to let that stuff go. That's just a judgment. There's not one isn't bad and one isn't good. They just both are. So let just, you know, just let that out of your, your consciousness. So that's it. I'm going to wrap up and um, call it a day. So thank you guys for listening. And um, yeah, that, uh, that's going to do it for today. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to end this one quickly to get it in just under an hour. See ya. Looking for more? Check out over 200 episodes of Life Lessons and Laughter, or click the link in the description of this episode to connect with Glenn directly.